Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here, and alongside me, my partner on the airways. As always, it's Sarah Jones. Hi, Sarah. Well, hello, Nino. How are you today? And more importantly, where are you tuning in from? Um, I am doing well. I, if anybody hears me, I'm a little bit congested coming down from a, a little bit of a cold. I hope it's not too noticeable. Um, still in Arizona as of this filming. And I don't know if anybody can see, I might turn my camera just a little bit. I do have my dog joining us. Um, she's passed out. Um, <laughs> sleeping. Oh, there she is. So if anybody is watching, she needed to uh, be in the office with mom today. She does not like um, being out alone. She definitely wants to be next to me. So she uh, she's helping me work this morning. Awesome. <laughs> well, and I think it's proof, too, that uh, even though you're in hot, sunny Arizona, it's been cold lately, which means we've all been a little susceptible to feeling a little under the weather. So I'm sorry that you've had to deal with that. Uh, glad to hear you're at least on the mend part of it. Yes, thank you. It's uh, It's been challenging. I do not get sick, like, ever, ever, ever. And so, um, you know, making it through, feeling, I actually feel pretty good. It's just this little bit of lingering. Um, so with a little bit of rest, I'm going to be 100% no time. Fantastic. Well, I know we have a great conversation in store for our listeners today. It's another one of those Ask the Coaches episodes where mm. we take a social media post or an email that's come in and we break it down. And now normally I would try to summarize the listeners' posts. In this particular case, there's a lot going on. So I thought I would just share the whole thing. And then we can start to break it down. So this was uh, left by somebody anonymously uh, on a Facebook group. And um, here's what she has to say. It says, hey, I'm in need of some tough love and just some good old-fashioned help. I cannot seem to stop spending money. It's ridiculous. And I know that we have other priorities for our finances but I just can't seem to help myself. I keep thinking, oh, these clothes will make me feel pretty, which will make me happy, which will mean I won't have to buy new clothes next month. Nope. Or I can't stop thinking about certain food items that we don't have in the house, and I dwell on it for days and finally cave to buy them. I don't understand it. I don't know how to help it. My spouse doesn't really watch our back, so I don't have a true accountability partner, but I want things for our money. I want to finally be debt free. Uh, and we should be next month, by the way, except for the mortgage. And I want to retire before I'm too old to enjoy it. I want to travel the US and not have to be tied to social norms. But my future self is constantly getting robbed by my present self. I really appreciate that she can like recognize mm -hmm. that. Uh, she goes on to say, it's not only that I need help 
with the how, but more importantly, the why. Glad she recognizes that as well. Why can't I grow up, she asks. Why can't I say no to myself? To be honest, this stems from some deep personal stuff with how I grew up with nothing and sometimes would have to leave groceries at the store after an hour of shopping because we didn't have money at the cashier. But why am I different than other people who have grown up that way and they are the opposite? Saving everything or being super careful with their money. I'm spending like Congress. Love that too. Uh, <laughs> please be nice, but also please help. Mm. Sarah, there's so much to unpack from our <laughs> Jane Doe here. But first, I, I, I just want to say this is the type of thing where she recognizes that she needs help. And she's finally reaching out for it. And so kudos, kudos, kudos to her mm -hmm. for recognizing that's where she is. She needs help and she's reaching out for it. So I wanted to start there. Um, yes, I completely agree. And one thing also that sticks out to me is that she's not living in this victimhood, this victim mindset that it's everybody else's fault. She really takes ownership mm -hmm of a lot of things here, right? Recognizing that a lot of it comes from childhood, which is you and I know, we catch a lot of things from our parents and we're taught a lot of things from our parents, right? Or our guardians, not necessarily parents, but guardians, the people that were around a lot. And so she's, mm -hmm. I'm going to say, <clears throat> well on her way and a lot farther than a lot of other people. And she's not giving herself enough credit here that, um, Sounds to me like she's done a lot of work already in this area by recognizing some of these places that, hey, this is where it comes from. I'm not sure how to get through it, but this is where it comes from. I recognize it. Um, I recognize that I need accountability, but my husband's not the best accountability partner for me, right? And so she's actually, mm -hmm. you know, picked out a lot of areas here, and I don't think she's given herself enough credit for how much work she's really done. Yeah, and, you know... To that point, it's a process, right? And so things aren't going to all, not everything's going to change overnight. But here's something else that kind of stood out to me in her post. And that is that her and her husband are going to be debt-free other than the mortgage by next month. So while you might not have gotten your spending under control, what it does sound like is you've gotten your spending on credit under control. Mm -hmm. And so... It, you know, there's there's a difference between spending money you don't have using credit to acquire things and spending the money you do have and you just want to tighten that up. So to your point, she might be farther along than she's giving herself credit for because at least you're not acquiring new debt to acquire these things that you can't seem to, to reconcile why you even need them in the first place. Mm -hmm. So again, like small victory, but at least there, that's something, right? And so... Give, giving herself a little bit more credit than what she seems to be. Yeah. And I love that, you know, and I focus a lot with clients now, Nino, on not necessarily the outcome, but the process to get there, right? Because outcomes mm -hmm. we can't necessarily determine, but the process that we take to get to these places, that's really where the gold is, right? That's where the money, so to speak, mm -hmm. is, is if we work on the process, then we can get through anything that comes our way when we work on our mindset and our habits and the disciplines that we build. And one thing that um, um, 
looking at her entire post, one thing that sticks out to me also <clears throat> is that she's really maybe living in, and I'm just inferring this because she doesn't give us, you know, hey, we're using a budget or we're using, like, she hasn't really gone into those details, so I don't know, but it feels like to me that they've worked to become almost debt-free, right? One month left and they're going to be debt-free other than their mortgage. Um, so they're working on with some kind of a plan, but it seems to me that there's still some deprivation going on. That yes. she that it's not a realistic plan that they're using right now, whatever that plan may be. So whether it's a budget, whether they've picked up some side hustles to throw money, whether they have just quit spending, um, it it still sounds to me like there's that it's not realistic for everyday living. Um. And it's not realistic for the life that she wants. She used we a lot, an hour. But there comes a point when we have to really look at what's my mindset? What is it that I want? Right? Yeah. What is it that my husband wants? Where's he coming from? So while I appreciate she's using those like us and we and our, part of this, Nino, does stem from us as individuals as well. And we need to look at that when we're putting our plan together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was so guilty as a uh, financial coach early on in my practice where I would just focus on the numbers and, and some of what you just said would kind of elude me where it's like, you know, if the goal is, you know, being debt free, then we're not spending eating out. We're not spending on clothes that are unneeded. We're not doing any of that. All these dollars are just going towards this one goal. And really what Anonymous's post here signifies and, and what you just said is that's not realistic. It's not realistic to just put your entire life on pause for one thing. Now, it doesn't mean you can't build in some limits and have a plan that says, okay, you can buy some clothes. If clothes are really needed, but let's also have a cap. Let's make sure that, you know, we're, we're putting a dollar amount to it that we feel comfortable with. We're like, hey, look, I can spend $100 and I won't feel guilty. I'm not going to beat myself up for it. Um, but if I spend more than that, that's when it's like, hey, did I really need to do that? Or whatever that number is for you. But it's a plan that actually works for you that mm -hmm. considers the things that you need and want now and considers the things that you want and need later. And so uh, you're absolutely right. There is this sense of deprivation that I'm going to give up everything. So I'm giving up mm -hmm. the, the shopping for clothes. I'm giving up certain food items that I'd otherwise want or have. I'm giving all this up because I have these other goals. Well, you and I on the, on the show before I've talked about competing priorities and how, mm -hmm. yes, it, it, it does take focus in my opinion to accomplish a goal at the same time. You don't have to live in scarcity and deprivation and, and, and on the opposite side of that, you have to give yourself permission. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that kind of stood out to me about this, that I'm like, this is, this is how my wife and I, kind of dealt with a category that we didn't want in the budget, but we just knew like we're spending money there. So we have to take care of it somehow. And that is eating out. I refuse to put an eating out category in the budget 
and allocate real dollars for that. But that doesn't mean we don't eat out. So, Nino, how do you deal with that? Well, both my wife and I have our pocket money, our spend money, our blow money, right? And we decided a long time ago, we had to kind of define what gets, what gets covered by your spend money, what gets covered by my spend money, and, and what are some things that get covered by the, the budget. And so a long time ago, we agreed, if we want to eat out, it has to come from our personal spend money. So I use that, I share that as an example, just to show like, there are things that you might not want in the budget, but you know you're gonna spend money on, so you have to deal with them somehow. And that's how the wife and I chose to deal with eating out. Comes from our spend money. And, uh, and, and so there you have it. Right. And I love that because you guys really had the conversation, right? And said, how are we going to make this work? Um, you know, and what I also, what you didn't maybe necessarily say, but I know because I know you is that you were working towards something else you're working on. You know, mm -hmm. we talk a lot about, you know, who am I becoming and, and I don't focus on goals necessarily, but I focus on who am I becoming and, when we're becoming somebody who's debt-free, right? We're a debt-free couple or we're, um, we're, we're looking at uh, being able to retire, right? And, and mm -hmm. have more flexibility, which she mentioned in her, her question as well. I really focus on who, who am I becoming? What's the next level? What's the, the step that I'm really working on? And I kind of do a reverse engineer of that. Who do, what habits, what behaviors does that type of person have? What did they need to do to get to that place? And then that's what I start incorporating. And so, you know, with you um, not putting that, and I don't know why you didn't want that eating out budget um, line item in there, but you said, listen, we're probably going to do this, but I don't want to categorize it that way. So if we're going to do it, it's going to come out of our free money. It allows you to spend that money differently. It puts choices in your hands, right? Mm -hmm. That, hey, I'm going to spend this on eating out or I'm going to spend it on home decor, or I'm going to spend it on a, you know, a fancy coffee, whatever that may be. But you guys chose like, Hey, we're going to put into this category. We still have the choice there. Right. But maybe it's not as defined and specifically set aside for that eating out, which I really, really love. Yeah. You know, let's do a little activity that we didn't necessarily uh, plan for, but I think, it, it will help to illustrate the poster's um, issue here, too, because at the end, she's talking about, like, why can't I grow up? Why can't I behave differently? Why, why can't I do these things? And she knows that it's rooted in something from her childhood. And, and, it, and it, I think it'll be a good example of how you need to go beyond the numbers to really understand why you do the things you do. Mm -hmm. So you, you said you don't know why. I didn't want to necessarily have an eating out light item. And that, you know, as I think about it, the initial thought that came to mind is I, it, that's a habit that we have that I'm not thrilled about. Like mm -hmm. I'd rather we buy things at the grocery store, bring them home, prepare them that way because we'd spend less money. We would eat more healthy, um, 
there's, there's a lot of different reasons why, like, I, you know, I, I think it would be something that my children are 12 and eight. So it would give us something else that we'd spend time with the kids doing cooking meals and, and that sort of thing. So there's all these built in benefits in my mind mm -hmm. to eating at home. And so eating out is just a habit. I don't really want us to promote or have. So allocating dollars for it and saying, Hey, you know, we're going to spend a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or 300 bucks a month this way. I'm just like, so for me personally, having it come out of my own spending money, there's a psychology thing going on. Like, is that how you really want to spend your free money? Mm -hmm. And so it, it just adds this barrier that I want and or need between me and eating out that it's like, all right, like there isn't dollars already allocated for this. So if you're going to do it, it's coming out of your own pocket. And is that how you want to spend your money today? And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes like, Yes, I do. I want to treat my wife while we're out and about and the kids are in school or whatever. Or I, yesterday it was Panda. Like I had to have <laughs> Panda. Right? Sometimes you just want what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was a barrier that I wanted to put in place that forced me to take that last step. That's like, is this how you want to spend your money today versus already having dollars allocated that way? And so you kind of spend a little bit less mindfully and you're just like, mm -hmm. well, the money's there, so I'm going to spend it. So that's why. Interesting. And what I um, also heard you say in that is that, um, again, I don't know how the, the, um, our Jane Doe, our anonymous post here, I, I don't know how they're working their plan, but you guys have free money, right? You've set aside money out of your plan for that, um, um, for that specific area, right? So free money, you get to, to do with it as you choose. If a little piece of, you know, help that I would give her is that if they don't have that built into their plan already, they really need to, whether it be a clothing budget, where it be eating out or whether they adjust their grocery budget, right? then that needs to be built in. And, you know, Nino, my husband and I are almost the opposite. We don't have free money built in to our um, budget. We used to, but life has changed. And that's the power of putting together your plan that's realistic for your life, right? Because our life has changed. And so we don't have the free money, but we definitely have an eating out budget. But I also look at it and say, okay, how much is in here? Hmm. Am I really wanting to eat out because I don't want to cook today, right? Or am I wanting to eat out? I want to go and try a new place, right? And so I look at the money that's in that envelope. We use cash envelopes. And I say, mm, is this how I want to spend these dollars today? So it's still a choice, right? I still look in there and say, yeah. is this where I want to, you know, these dollars to be going today? Or am I just... Either way is fine, but it's that process that both you and I are going through, right? To, to determine, is this really where I want my money to go? And I'm going to, she asked for some tough love and I'm going to just throw it in right now that sometimes mm. you really just have to be an adult and tell yourself no, right? Mm. Sometimes you really just have to be an adult and say, listen, I, would I like a new pair of pants? Sure. But they're not because past behavior 
has shown me that I go and purchase these items and it doesn't make me feel better and I'm going to purchase next month and I end up doing this. So part of it is just really being an adult and telling yourself no and saying, listen, this is what I said I was going to do. Um, there's a quote by um, Ed Milet and I'm going to throw it out here because it I believe it's changed my life. It says that our lack of self-confidence or lack of self-esteem comes from the promises we made ourselves that we didn't keep. And I thought, how powerful. And it sounds to me like this. Do you want, let, let me repeat that. Yeah. Our lack of self-confidence and lack of self-esteem comes from the promises we made ourselves that we didn't keep. Hmm. And when I heard this post, this question, that's the, the quote that kind of came to mind because it sounds like she's promised herself like, Hey, I'm not going to do this and I'm doing it. And that feeds into this. Why can't I be an adult? Why can't I save? Why, you know, um, mm. all of these things is really feeding into what I'm come, what I'm kind of pulling out is some um, lack of self control here. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Sometimes you just need to be an adult. And say no. It's just that simple. You know, I think we feel as adults that we don't want to have to tell ourselves no. We feel like we work hard for our money, which we do. Um, you know, why do I need to tell myself no? And the truth is, is that's that's a very childish thought pattern, right? Kids kids throw temper tantrums when they don't when when we tell them no, right? And as adults, I think it's really powerful to be able to just tell yourself no, because you're working on something that's more powerful. And I would say maybe her drive to be self or, um, excuse me, to be debt free isn't maybe as strong as she wants to believe it is, right? Maybe she's, or whatever else now that they're working on, maybe that drive to, um, to be able to retire, um, more, uh, um, and have more choices, maybe it's not as strong as she's trying to make it out to be right. And so the, the, the desire to spend now supersedes the desire for these other things. And I'm going to say, you know what? I don't necessarily believe there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, there certainly isn't anything wrong with it. Um, as you say it, I'm, I'm thinking about even kind of myself, a bunch of the clients I work with and that, that that living for today mindset or mm. you know tomorrow's never promised um there's like a real balancing act going on there where mm. you, you, you're trying to plan for a future and you know if if our listeners are anything like me i don't want to work every single day for the rest of my life i want to get to a point where i too can Retire and retire for me is just defined by working because I want to, not because I have to. Um, and so you got to take steps towards that mm -hmm. plan and that reality. And then you also have to take steps towards making 
today meaningful and important and mm -hmm. this is a conversation i have with a lot of people and you know i'm going to say if anybody can you know i'm living proof that anybody can do both it doesn't have to be an either or thing right that it's doesn't mean that the choices are easy still relatively hard choices but we are very much living for today living for this experience of life um you know travel but also recognizing there's going to come a period of time where i still you know i do have to work now right that that's what mm -hmm. our our that's where our income comes from and so still working to fund this lifestyle to make it happen and also planning for our retirement to, to get to a place where I don't have to work, that I'm doing it because I purely want to, as you say, right? And so, yeah. but it doesn't have to be an either or. It really can be both. You really can do both at the same time. I would say for this listener, um, an actionable item that I would give her <clears throat> is to sit down and start writing down exactly what it is that you want in life. Just start making a list. What is mm. it that you want? It can be, you know, um, materialistic things. It can be anything, right? It can be happiness. It can be joy. It can be peace. It can be, you know, a new wardrobe. It can be a new car. It can be, you know, $100,000 a month. It doesn't matter, right? Whatever comes to mind I would sit down and start writing out a list of exactly what it is that she wants. I would also have her husband do the exact same thing. And I think mm -hmm. what we actually want is not as far away as what we feel it is. And we start to go through that list and say, okay, what, it, what can I do right now? Because a lot of it we can, you know, have right now and not necessarily go out and buy all of it. But I think what she might want in life isn't coming to the forefront because it's kind of clouded with some of these other things, right? She's kind of filling some of these other holes mm -hmm. because maybe what she actually wants feels like it's so far in the future. And I'm here to say, maybe it's not, maybe it's an opportunity to really sit down and say, what is it that I really want in life? Mm -hmm. What do I actually already have that I haven't recognized off of this list? Interesting. And then what do I need to do to get there? Right? Um, that that, that uh, task, that um, exercise can be really, really powerful. I just used it in my own life. Sounds like more planning, right? <laughs> when you when you identify what it is you want, and, and maybe you know maybe that's the hard part. Um, I feel like I I just need to have like a let's be real moment. How many mm -hmm. of us actually know what we want? You know, we say, oh, I, like she says, I want to travel the U.S. and not have to be tied to social norms. Okay, so get specific. How are you traveling? Are you traveling? by the way of like an RV or a fifth wheel? Are you traveling by plane? Are you like in a little van? Like, first of all, like, how are you traveling? How are you getting around? What does travel look like? 
mm-hmm. you know, once you kind of know what that is, because that'll answer a bunch of questions about like, when you travel, are you staying in hotels in different cities that you're traveling to? Are you always flying back home? Like, like, what does that look like? You know, do you need airfare? Do you need lodging? Or are, are you, you know, trying to keep up with Sarah Jones and do the, <laughs> the RV life? And so, you know, does that mean selling a home and buying an, a fifth wheel and a truck? And like, look, what does that look like? So to your point, getting really specific about what it is you want. And more importantly, how are you going, like, what does that actually look like so that you know what it is that you're trying to achieve? Uh, My wife and I have talked about once the kids are older, we could kind of see ourselves possibly doing the, uh, the RV thing. And so it would mean selling the house, clearing ourselves of all financial responsibilities that are left at that point. Um, buying something outright and basically living off of the interests of, you know, the, the nest egg at that point. So Mm -hmm. you have to think, you know, three or four steps ahead to kind of figure out what what would that look like? Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, And I, I think that, I think when you start to put some of these habits into place, Nino, choices start to present themselves, right? Mm. You open up more choices um, and you get, you get to decide, okay, what direction am I really wanting to head here? What feels right for me? And to your point about getting really specific, I think, you know, you asked how many of us do, how many of us really know what it is that we want? I think a lot of us do, but we haven't given ourselves permission to say it out loud because we Mm. feel like we're going to be judged for that, or we feel like it's never going to happen. And so we automatically, we put those limits on things. And so we don't allow ourselves to really, um, you know, to put it out there, to think about it. And this is why it's such a powerful exercise. My husband is one of those people that he's just like, I don't know what I want. Right. He said that for years. I don't know what I want. And, you know, and he made a list. Now, my list, a lot bigger than his. There's Mm. nothing wrong with that. Right. Because these are things that I think about a lot more. Right. So it's it, it was a little bit of an easier exercise for me to write down things that I want for him. He really had to sit down and think about it. But, he, you know, he mentioned some things. I'm like, put it on the list. Right. Just put it down. And, um, you know, I don't know whether any of those are are going to happen or come true, right? Mm. We can't determine that necessarily if everything we put down is going to happen. But I know one thing's for sure. If we don't allow ourselves to think about it, then it's absolutely not going to happen. And so I want that opportunity. I want to put it on that list. I want to put it out there because if there's an uh, a, a chance, a small chance that something like that, that one of those might happen, m- might come true, then let me put it out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, I just think for this, um, listener for, for her question, part of it is really just growing up and telling yourself no, but part of it is really looking at what it is that you really want. What do you really want? Because she put a lot of wants in here, and that's fine. And she said, I, I want to be finally 
um, I want to finally be debt-free, which we should be next month. So that's an interesting way to word that. Mm. I thought it was an interesting way to word it. Um, because you're so close. Curious why she didn't say, we will be debt-free next month. Right. right. Maybe I made a, a bad assumption earlier that she's not acquiring new debt. Maybe... Maybe she's turning to a credit card each month and still buying clothes or, or what have you. And then that turns into, well, now I got to pay that off again next month. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. It's just curious the way that we word things. Um, yeah. You know, we don't know how old she is. So, you know, retiring before she's too old to enjoy it. I don't know what that looks like and how far away that might be. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But if nothing else, it's not as far away as we believe it is. Right. So much of what we right. actually want is a lot closer. So lots to unpack. Um, and still, I, I have so many more questions. <laughs> oh, so many more questions for this. But um, those are some of my thoughts. Yeah. And here's where I'd like to leave the conversation for today. That is for any of our listeners who are like this poster, who uh, recognize, you know what, I'm, I'm not necessarily behaving the way I want with money. And maybe you even recognize as, as much as she did, like some of this stems from things from my childhood. And so I behave now with money uh, because of past hurts or experiences, good or bad. And you realize hey, I actually do need an accountability partner. I want to encourage every one of our listeners to, to schedule time with either Sarah or myself. You can go to the show notes to do that and, and schedule a free discovery session where we discover what it is about your situation that kind of drives your behavior. Um, and we uncover and discover what it is that you want to accomplish. And when we know what drives your behavior and we know what you want to accomplish then together we can formulate a plan that you can actually follow to get you there. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a new year. It's uh, you know, a couple, couple weeks into the new year and maybe you've let go of some of your new year resolutions. But uh, if you're anything like me, resolve to get rid of resolutions and just resolve to set goals and, to take steps towards achieving those goals. And one of those steps that you can take is sitting down with a financial coach like Sarah, like myself, and really um, go about handling your finances differently in 2023. And I almost forgot, Sarah, speaking of a new year, we've been at this podcast for a little over <laughs> a year now. It's can you believe it? Incredible how quickly time has flown. Um, how many amazing conversations we've had um, just between the, the both of us, but with our guests that we've had on, with um, the people that we've had conversations with, you know, listeners that have, um, you know, reached out to, to talk with us. Mm -hmm. It's been a really incredible year, Nino, and um, I'm looking forward to all the new stuff that we've got on board, you know, coming up. Cause I think there's some really good, um, really good stuff on the way, 
but a full year already, man, it just, it's a good reminder for me how quickly time really does go. Right. And, um, I am working on something a little bit different in this new year that, um, my way of thinking that I don't think of things like I have time necessarily. It's what's really important to me and where am I going to take action on it? Right. Nice. Where am I going to take action? And I want to piggyback off of what you said with, um, to the listeners about reaching out. Sometimes I think that we feel like we don't want to reach out because we might be embarrassed. Like I should know this stuff. I don't want to admit that I don't know this, or I, I'm not sure that I want to have a conversation. You know, I use a coach. Um, mm. You know, I know you work with with coaches as well. We all have blind spots. We all get, find ourselves in new seasons of life where we have never been before. And working with somebody that has some experience that can help draw out what we cannot see within ourselves is some right. of the most powerful resources and tools that I believe a person can use. And there is absolutely no shame in reaching out to have a conversation, no matter where you are within your finances, within your communication, within your journey, mm-hmm. reach out and talk with somebody because it has been, when I have done that, it's created the most pivotal moments of my life that have allowed me to reach these next levels and next seasons that I am convinced I wouldn't have gotten to without the help of, of coaches and um, so I just want to put out there that there's no shame in, in that, that nobody is above or below anybody else that we, we all use coaches because we believe in the power of that. So, yeah. um, I just want to echo the, the sediment of like the blind spots, you know, like we, oftentimes we don't know where our own hangups are, but having an objective impartial person kind of say, Hey, have you, have you seen this? Oh, no, I, I didn't see that. Okay. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Um, is very powerful and it's a judgment free zone. Like, Mm -hmm. like I really don't much care what my clients are spending their money on. I just want to help them build plans that help them to achieve the things that they actually want to achieve in a way that they can, uh, not only kind of follow that plan, but feel good about it. And so, um, you know, that's the other thing is I think sometimes people do fear the judgment. Um, mm-hmm. No judgment. Don't. That's so far from what I'm concerned with when I'm meeting with a client. I really just want to figure out. Um, like I took on a new client recently and I love like some people just are so in the right head space about something like this. Right. So I said, okay, what are you trying to accomplish? And he's all like, you know, I just want to be intentional with my money. He's a younger guy. So he's got time on his side for all the things when it comes to like retirement and that sort of thing. But he's also of a generation that might not, most of his his peers are probably not thinking about money this mm-hmm. way. He's all like, he's all like, I just don't want to spend mindlessly. I want to be intentional. So every time we talk, we're just talking about, all right, how are we going to be intentional with your dollars today? Because that's what he, he wants to be intentional. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he's, there's some things he's doing on his own 
already that are great, but but with a little more intentionality, he's going he's going to go from great to mm-hmm. unbelievably awesome, right? So like um, we had our first uh, session, and and he's all like, I uh, I've maxed out my Roth IRA for the year, and I'm like, that's fantastic, awesome, great, um, you know, so he's already doing some things really well and, and with intentionality. It was interesting how, um, as we kind of went through the conversation, um, he was telling me all these things he had done. And I'm all like, that's awesome. I go in the future though, we're going to talk about them first. We're going to kind of make sure that everything's airtight and then we're going to execute. And, and that little bit of intentionality is going to help you with some things. And, and we highlighted a couple of areas that that's true. Long story short is here's somebody who kind of raised his hand, said, you know what? I know I'm doing some things well with money, but there are some things that I just don't know anything about. And I'm willing to admit that and I'm willing to explore that. And now we're on this incredible journey where, um, you know, by the time he's in his mid thirties, he will be so far ahead of anybody else his age group in his age group it'll be pretty cool mm-hmm. i love that and you know i too had a, a session with a client that we've worked together for um a little over a year now and um you know he says uh last night he's like sarah he goes i've paid off nine thousand dollars worth of debt in this year and what's interesting is is he's he's tried to follow a couple of plans some of those pre, you know, prescribed things out there in the marketplace Mm. a couple of different times before and they didn't stick, right? Some of the stuff just didn't stick. And he, he says to me, said, Sarah, he goes, I paid off $9,000 worth of debt this year. He said, but the big thing is, is my habits are a thousand percent better than they (laughs) were. And he said, and I'm realizing I still need to be intentional every step of the way, um, which I, I just love, right? And he says, uh, how can we continue this? He said, because I really love working with you. How can I continue this? And there, again, is just the proof that maybe you've tried something in the past that hasn't really stuck. Doesn't mean it's not going to stick this time, right? right? Doesn't mean that you don't try again. So, um, yeah, I, I love every bit of this, Nino, and um, definitely a judgment-free zone. And I just encourage people, you know, just take that step. Once you reach out and um, talk about it, you know, they say admitting your problems, the first step, and I'm going to turn this around just a little bit and say, listen, Mm -hmm. understanding that you are trying to get someplace, but you're not sure how to get there. So reach out to somebody that maybe can help you. That really is your first step, right? Reach out and let's quit him and Han. Just take action. Awesome. Always a great conversation. I want to encourage our listeners to visit newmoneyhabits.com. You can uh, download free resources there. You can go to the show notes to schedule time with Sarah or myself and make 2023 different. Just make it different and start that difference off by having a conversation about your finances with a perfect stranger who (laughs) doesn't care how you're spending your money, but is uh, eager to help you identify what it is that you want and a path. 
to get there. Mm. I All love right. it. Well, that's it for this conversation. We'll continue it next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.